Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to this episode of the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. We had snow on the ground good Friday morning when I woke up, and now it's sunny here in Brighton, Michigan. The weather's improving, and we're getting ready for Easter Sunday. In today's episode, you'll hear from Anne Gillespie. She's the visual faith illustrator who worked on chapter 11 of the book, When From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. Chapter 11 is the Easter hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. You can find the hymn on page 107, and Anne's art begins on page 109. You'll hear Anne read the Job reading from the Old Testament lesson. You'll hear me read the devotion on page 112. And we'll get to hear the hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, from the hymnal project. Anne and I will talk about the art in this chapter. We'll talk about the reading together from Job. We'll talk about especially verse 5. He lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away my tears. Anne and I also get to talk a little bit about complaint psalms as we consider this Easter hymn, because he lives to hear my soul's complaint. Before we're done, we'll also wonder together about what next step Jesus is putting in front of us. All of this was recorded before the shelter-in-place order was given, before COVID-19 was an international pandemic. And yet the words we spoke so many weeks ago ring true this Easter. So welcome. I'm glad you're here as we celebrate Easter together, even if we're apart. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. I'm here with Anne Gillespie. And Anne, tell me where we are. We are at the house of Valerie Matthias in Bay City, Michigan. And we're sitting at a table in what looks like a kind of a craft room here almost. And I understand this table's got some significant relationship to the book. It sure does. After we were involved with your first book, Mm -hmm. we decided that it would be really awesome to have a hymn journal. Um, We both had seen one by another Bible journaler, and we thought, how cool would it be if we had a hymn journal, but we included some artwork so people could color, Mm -hmm. and then um, have some scripture with it, and um, some blank pages where they could create their own art. We just thought that would be really fun to do. Yeah. And that conversation happened right here at this table. It where happened we're sitting. at this table. And here yes. we are, past heard a few months, and we've got yes. a book right in front of us, and yeah. a resource in people's hands, and they're engaging it and doing what you guys kind of dreamed uh, so many months ago. Yes. That's really special. I'm glad to be back here with you, and thanks for joining us today on this Next Step Press podcast. Thank you. It's good to have you here. I'd like to begin with prayer. I like to pray every time I engage the scripture. It's a reminder to me that what's going on is not my work, but the work that Jesus is doing Uh, in me and on me and, and through his word for my life. So please join me in prayer. Jesus, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for relationships and the gift of, of fellow travelers on this journey, reminded of the Emmaus Road disciples as you walked with them along the way and as you opened scriptures to them and as their hearts burned within them, as they got to know you a little bit better because you were walking next to them and you're present in their conversation. So please be present in our conversation today, Lord. Uh, be our resurrected Christ, be the one who is with us and alive forevermore. Thank you for walking with us today. Amen. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from Job 19, verses 23 through 27. Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead, or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Mm, I love that Old Testament reading. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Uh, reading through this this time, is there anything that kind of especially jumped out at you? How my heart yearns within me. Uh, yeah, my heart yearns. It's such an exciting thing. And, and um to know that my Redeemer is alive is, it, it's just an awesome thing. I remember the first time I learned that, that great Easter hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, is a quote from the Old Testament book of Job. Like those two things who don't seem to thought? go together, right? Yeah, who yeah. would have thought? Yeah. yeah, how my heart yearns within me, that longing, that longing for renewal and resurrection. How did it come to be that you got this particular hymn out of this whole hymn journal? <laughs> um, well, Valerie texted me with a list of hymns, mm -hmm. and I jumped on this one because this is my favorite hymn of all time. Oh, really? Yes. And Valerie texted me back, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really excited. I really enjoy I just love this hymn. I, on Easter service, I always cry yeah. <laughs> when we sing this hymn. Yeah. yeah. Is there, is there a history there or a verse that particularly stands out to you in the hymn? There is a history that in my congregation at, in St. Michael's of Richville, um, at funerals, we play this hymn ah. as the closing hymn as the casket is being led out of church. And as we would sing it, each verse would get the organist would play it louder with more expressive it starts yeah. out very quiet yeah. and it gets more expressive and it just is so moving it's yeah. just incredible and what a great song to end a funeral amen that connects right back to that job passage too you know right the the, the the book known for suffering and and confusion and wondering what the heck god is up to and uh to have job be the one that, that says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand upon the earth. That, that confident statement that you can destroy my flesh, and I still got something. My flesh is going to rise. I will see God with my own eyes. What a, what a statement of faith in the physical resurrection. I myself. Yes. Is not, it's not just my soul floating around. It's not a new state of experience. It's me. It's my body. Mm -hmm. I will see God in my flesh. Yep. How my heart yearns within me. Yeah, that yearning is incorporated, I think, in every Christian funeral. Thanks. Thanks for sharing oh, that. You're welcome. Uh, I'd like to turn the page and then look at this devotion. The devotion for this week is called, He Lives and I Shall Conquer Death. Of course, a direct quote from the song. Filled with fear and joy, the women are on their way back from the open tomb when the risen Jesus meets them on the road. Matthew goes out of his way to tell us that the women grab Jesus by the feet. What a strange detail. Until you understand what was common knowledge in that culture, ghosts don't have feet. Mary and the other Mary are holding tightly to the physical evidence that this is Jesus, the real Jesus, 
the risen human Jesus with a real body that was dead, but now is alive. No ghost. I think Matthew wants you to fall at the risen Lord's feet in worship. And then grab onto those physical, human, resurrection feet of Jesus. That's a real body you have in your hands. Not some spirit or memory or disembodied soul. Those are feet. Those feet are a tangible promise for the future of your human body, a real human physical resurrection existence. You won't be an angel. You won't be a disembodied soul. You won't be a ghost. Your body will rise from the dead. Your Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand upon the earth, and in your flesh you will see God. So grab the resurrected feet of Jesus and hang on for dear life. to help in time of need. Those were the first three verses of that great Easter hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, and I'm here with Anne Gillespie, one of the illustrators from the When From Death I'm Free hymn journal for Holy Week. Uh, Anne, let's start with the artwork here on this page that has the devotion, page 112. Uh, tell me about this kind of corner artwork with the tomb, the sun. What, where is this kind of, what's going on here? Well, it just reminds us that the, the grave is empty. The mm. tomb is empty. And that sunshine on that morning, he came alive for us. Alleluia. Alleluia. Yeah, that's a, the sunrise is such a key part of the... I think it's Mark that says they were on their way towards the tomb while it was still dark. So this is like the, the sun's up somewhere but not here yet. That sunrise is a part of the Easter story. Right. Uh, tell me what's... 
what is inside the tomb there? I think I know what that is, but what what are what are you seeing inside? That there? is the slab where Jesus' body was laid, mm-hmm. and it is empty. And on top of it is a little piece of cloth uh-huh. that is folded neatly that covered Jesus. You know, that's that's what I thought that was. It, yep. it could have been a television set from the 1980s, or or it was the slab with the. It was it was one of those two. I had it boiled down to one of those. And then you did the the kind of cover art for this hymn as well on page 109. And the flowers are present there again. The sun is present there. The slab and the cloth folded over is present there too. Is there anything else in this this image as you were sketching this that really was important to you? Just the fact that the tomb is open mm. and that that piece of fabric is folded just like it was told in the in the gospel. It was that was significant to me to make sure that that was included. Mm. That, that's an important detail. Uh, I love how the tomb here has got this crack that's running from the, the base of the cross almost down. I don't think I've ever seen, I've seen open tombs sketched and drawn before. I don't think I've ever seen a crack in it. I like to draw rocks. <laughs> and you like to draw rocks? I, yeah. <laughs> See, I would take you as a flower girl based on this page, but you like to draw rocks. Tell me I more. I do. <laughs> it's just something that I... I think is really cool and you can really get interesting shapes and uh-huh. um, make them each one unique uh-huh. and so in like in my bible journaling it's fun to make you know in the old testament there's all these rocks and things and yeah. and, and um, altars made of rocks and um, that's one of my things that I like to do <laughs> so I you know and they're kind of cracked at times and you know this is an imperfect world mm. So that I have an imperfect tomb. I like it. Yeah. The tomb has already been cracked. My tomb's been cracked already, too. His <laughs> has been tomb. blown open. Mine's been cracked. That's wonderful. Uh, maybe next time we'll have to do a whole hymn journal on stones and rocks. Uh, <laughs> that that's, would be That'd fun. be pretty cool to trace <laughs> that all the way through. There's so many altars in the Old Testament. Yep, yep, it's yep. really... Or yeah. pillars that they raise or... Uh, right thinking of the stones that they take from the middle of the Jordan and raise a monument there to God's faithfulness. Right. Yeah, so this this open tomb stands as a monument to God's faithfulness. Absolutely. The fulfillment of his promise. Absolutely. preparing to sketch this prayer Hmm. always start with prayer you know lord lead me to come up with an illustration that reflects this hymn that reflects your goodness to us your mercy to us and then i just start Hmm. and i knew you know it it it's I think we talk about how the Holy Spirit moves in our lives, and mm-hmm. I really feel that the Holy Spirit is moving me to these images. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that there needed to be a cross because without the cross, we wouldn't have the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. So that had to be there for me. And um, this is my favorite hymn, so it just kind of flowed. Yeah. 
That reminds me of the the Jesus help stuff at the beginning in the introduction to the book, the beginning your process with the prayer of, you know, come Holy Spirit or Jesus help or God be with me. Yeah, Yeah. that's neat. I think that's good to do. That's what we did when we engaged scripture today even was the Jesus help prayer, the come Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, So you said this was one of your, your favorite hymns. Is there a particular verse that jumps out to you as one of your favorites? Yes. Uh, He lives to silence all my fears. He lives to wipe away my tears. He lives to calm my troubled heart. He lives all blessings to impart. my husband was diagnosed with a rare blood disorder Mm. and um, there was a lot of fear Mm. and there was a lot of calling on God, please, you know, give my husband his health back. Give us wise doctors, doctors who have wisdom. Let there be something that can cure him. Um, His blood counts were across the board, Mm. really, really super low that I, he, he may have passed away. Fortunately, we were blessed with good doctors and they took care of him. And at that time, that was at a time when I started leaning on my Bible journaling hmm. and God's word was speaking to me. And my response is what I journaled, you know, and uh, some of my Bible journaling in my original uh, Bible is is dark mm-hmm. because it's calling on God to be with me, to keep me in the faith, mm. to be merciful mm. to my husband and me. And and then there are times when it's full of praise afterwards when he he's he has not been healed, but it's all manageable mm-hmm. and he is healthy again. And um, so I praise God for that. Mm. He lives to calm my fears. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a Jesus who's been there and uh yeah, I guess done that is is an appropriate thing to say. He's he's been through death and knows what that's like. That reminds me again that this whole hymn, the phrase I know that my redeemer lives is a quote from the book of Job. So there's a lot of lamenting in not just in Job but throughout the Old Testament that that faithful pouring out of even the negative to God who hears is a faithful kind of prayer. Absolutely. He listens. He listens. He hear, he heard Job and he heard me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? He heard you. Yeah. Absolutely. He heard me. And that's one of the things I find striking about the laments in the Bible too is that they don't pull any punches and then they also claim God's promises like almost even in the face of what's going on in front of them. So they'll complain to God. They'll say, God, where are you? And then they'll come back and say, but you are my rock. You've promised. Uh, Luther talks about drumming God's promises back into his ears. Absolutely. Um, back into God's ears. When, yeah. when it feels like God's not there, remind God of his promises. And that's a faithful thing to do. Thanks for sharing that with me. Oh, you're welcome. He lives my God.
honesty in prayer is something I think very biblical and very important in our walk with Jesus. Uh, that reminds me of the secret code prayer in, in in this chapter as well. It's on page 115, and it's an invitation to uh, be very honest, be very intentional, kind of one letter at a time. I love this suggestion to start with, Christ is risen, alleluia. And, and then even if you end up pouring out an Easter lament uh, or a complaint, that you can also end with, he is risen indeed, alleluia. This gives you a chance to very honestly put some words down on paper. Uh, tell me about this secret code prayer. Have you used this before in your own prayer life? What's it like? I have. It's very helpful to just pour out what's on your heart. It's so consistent in that you're using all lowercase or all uppercase. There's no spaces. There's mm. no punctuation. And it's between you and God. Mm. If somebody else sees it, can they figure out what you're talking about? Um, it's even on our cover yeah. that Valerie did. That Valerie does that as well. She teaches that. And I just think that um, it's a really good way to open up and just let God know what what's going on in your heart without mm-hmm. having to worry about somebody else seeing it or mm-hmm. yeah. So do you always make sure you finish the whole, you know, four by six card or do you stop whenever you're done with Not the prayer? Not necessarily. Okay. No, I just go with what's on my heart. And yeah. if I finish beforehand, that's okay. And maybe later on I can even come back to it mm. and continue if yeah. something else comes up that is in that vein. So I like, I like the flexibility. One of, one of the things that I'm learning as I engage this visual faith community is uh, a lot of these resources are meant to be used in whatever way makes it work best for you. Right. So it's not like one right way to do it. And there are some directions. I, I think I found, especially the first couple times I did this, having a five-minute timer helped me feel like it wasn't uh, going to take an hour or a half or something. Or you know, it gave me, it gave me a stopping point. It was comfortable. Right. It's a safety net. But I could see why if you didn't feel a need to set a timer, that, that's not the most important thing. Exactly. I noticed afterwards, when, when I do a secret code prayer, it's not really easy to read. That's why if someone looks over your shoulder, they can't tell what you're talking about. But that also means the benefit of slowing down is there when I go back and try to pray the prayer a second time after I've written it. it you can't just rattle it off. You have to kind of slowly go through and find the words again, which is another way of slowing it down. That's an important thing in visual faith is slowing down mm. and taking your time with God. And I like to do, uh, my specialty in this all is hand lettering. Mm. And um, it forces you to slow down and pay attention to the letters that you're drawing and the words that you're drawing. Mm -hmm. That's what I find so inspiring or helpful for me to take that time uh, to just be with God in the slowing down of my brain and concentrating on those words that he's given me.
And thanks for joining me today. This has been just a wonderful delight to get to know you face to face. We've met kind of online and that's Absolutely. been it. It's been good to see you in the Facebook group and see the work that you continue to do with this. But before we go, is there there's something that maybe Jesus is putting in front of you this week to help you take a next step? I work in retail and I see a lot of people coming through the store that I work in and it's in a unique situation where I can talk with my customers and visit with them and get to know them a little bit. And I feel that I can be the face of Jesus to those people that I work with, those people that I that come into our store and are purchasing things, but mm-hmm. I can still be the face of Jesus to them. Mm. Is there a promise that jumps to mind that Jesus holds for you and as you try to take that next step? He is with me always. Mm. He'll give me that confidence yeah. that I can share, that I can be that face of Jesus. Uh-huh. His Holy Spirit is with me. Thanks, Anne. I, I really appreciate that a lot. So I think for me, that next step is is leaning into the sweet joy that this sentence gives. I know that my Redeemer lives. I've got a great uncle who is near death and the family will be gathering. And whether or not we sing this Easter hymn at the end of the funeral, whenever that is, Uh, I'll be thinking of that Easter hymn as well. It's a great comfort. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. That was Anne Gillespie, one of the visual faith illustrators for When From Death I'm Free, and she just said her next steps had to do with what was going to happen when she worked retail. Uh, Little did we know that she wouldn't be going back into retail for some time. And you heard me say that my next step was going to come when I gathered with family for the funeral of my great uncle. Well, Uncle Ralph did die in Christ since we recorded that podcast, but we've not been able to have a full family funeral, so we've put that next step on pause as well. But notice, even though our next steps didn't turn out the way we thought, the promise is still true. The Holy Spirit is still present with Anne and with me Jesus is still shaping a response in us, and we're still trying to follow him one step closer as we walk through a Holy Week and Easter season under the umbrella of COVID-19. The hymn you heard today was from the Hymnal Project. That's a free resource from the Michigan District of the LCMS. You can access over 200 hymns online at thehymnalproject.org. And if you'd like to find other resources to help you delight in taking a next step following Jesus, You can always find us at www.findmynextstep.org. We invite you to become a part of the Next Step Press family by becoming a patron today. You'll find information in the description of this podcast. Thanks again for being with us today, and we'll see you next time on the Next Step Press.